Hi guys, Josh here. So the audio on this one's not great on my end. Long story short, I bought a new webcam and didn't realize that it has a tiny little microphone on it. And when I plugged it in for this episode, for some reason, Windows defaulted to that instead of my actual real mic, which you're hearing right now. And anyway, long story short, I sound like um, a walkie-talkie on the far end of a school gymnasium, but I tried to clean it up as much as I could, so just a heads up. This podcast contains adult language, starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's solid filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's an invitation. Come along with us to America's most famous prison, Alcatraz. Yeah, wow! A.K.A. The Rock. (laughs) See how Nick Cage likes to unwind when he's had a bad day with his guitar, and $600 Beatles LP. Feel your higher brain functions turn off before the intro montage is even ended. See Sean Connery jog. And watch as we turn 81 human lives into a MacGuffin. This week, we watched The Rock, the only Michael Bay film to crack 50% on Rotten Tomatoes. Good job. So, had you guys seen this movie before? No, I have not. Uh, I still haven't seen this movie. I watched The Sorcerer's Apprentice. Really? Oh, I'm just kidding. I watched it. <laughs> oh, come on. I was, wait, well, I was, okay. I was like, we just talked about the intro for like 10 minutes. I know. You motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> Did I? Uh, so, Shit. no, uh, I, I bafflingly had not seen this movie before. Um, what? You know, it's one of those movies that was like always in the back of my mind as this classic of the genre that I just never got around mm-hmm. to seeing. And uh, with Sir Sean Connery's untimely passing, we decided that we would uh, push the Sorcerer's Apprentice back and uh, get into this one instead. Yeah, uh, which I think is a good call. I was so ready for this movie. I have seen this movie before. I don't know how you like you guys didn't see Gone in 60 Seconds. You haven't seen this. Yeah, I probably saw this movie a hundred times when I was a kid. Probably shouldn't have, huh? But yeah, maybe not. <laughs> it's pretty violent. It's super violent. I was just so ready for this. I don't know why. Like when Michael Bay's name popped up in the intro credits, I had like a visceral body reaction to it because I was so ready to watch just like a stupid, big, bombastic, stupid just <laughs> so goddamn stupid movie. Yeah, you said you stupid three times. Three there. times. <laughs> Which, so it's accurate. I mean, you know, when when Michael Bay's <laughs> name pops up in the credits, you know, you can check your brain out. Like, I mean, it's going to be two hours of a car chase and like minivans exploding. Like, occasionally Will Smith will go woo. woo. Yeah, <laughs> there were a couple of. And uh... <laughs> Martin Lawrence goes, damn. <laughs> there there were a couple times in this movie where I was like, oh, shit, I kind of tuned out that dialogue. I, maybe I should take it back. And then I was like, eh, no, nah, nah. I, I think 
I think I'm all right. You pretty much got it. You probably just missed a joke or two where they just said, uh, what, here, can you answer my question? And somebody's just like, oh, it's ca- classified. And I was like, <laughs> uh, damn, that wasn't funny the first time. Maybe, maybe like uh, the third time it happens, it'll be funnier. No, no, it never was. It's not. <laughs> it never Michael. was. No. no, you're on a need to know basis. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. off the top, what did you guys just think of this movie in general? Like, um, what's your rating? Um, I I would I'd say Rotten Tomatoes was giving it a bit, being a bit more kind. Uh, <laughs> okay, I was just kind of bored. <laughs> like, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Boredom is not really what I got. I feel like that's one of uh, Michael Bay's very select few strengths as a director is that he always keeps the pacing up um Mm -hmm. despite the fact that this movie is a little longer you know clocking in at over two hours a little uh, longer it uh you know it's well i mean you know compared to what like i've watched avengers movies that were three hours long Mm -hmm. fell asleep in the theater for one of those so yeah i'll tell you didn't feel like two hours not for me felt like 20 minutes 20 minutes i okay they weren't even at the island yet and i was just like i saw on the dvd player it was just like oh it's like 40 40 minutes in and i'm like seriously like what the fuck yeah Yeah, I I, i do remember thinking during the car chase scene like while the car chase was happening i was like isn't this movie supposed to be set on fucking Alcatraz? (laughs) Like, are we going to go there at some point or what's happening? I mean, okay. First of all, we should also say that this is not just a Michael Bay directed movie. It is also a Jerry Bruckheimer produced movie. Mm -hmm. So strap into your fucking chairs, folks, because we got a Bayheimer over here. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. This, the intro montage for this movie contains explosions. Mm-hmm. It's like a somber montage of a military veteran laying flowers at someone's grave, and it has explosions in it somehow. Like there's yeah. fucking fireballs bursting across the screen. Yeah, because they're stealing the um, the explosives, or, or I mean, not explosives, the chemical weapons. <laughs> they drive through this little tunnel. It's just like, you know, it just says like chemical weapons de- depot, and I'm like, wait, what? Why would you have a sign like that? Yeah, like, wouldn't what? they not like, be like no, this is like a training camp or something. Where they keep really dangerous chemical weapons? Yeah, with a sign that just says terrorists enter here. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah. Mm-mm. You guys just want to crack into this one? Crack this sure. crack this rock I mean, open. We would... <laughs> yeah. See some tasty geodes yeah. or something. Damn it. Damn it. God damn it. Too quick on the draw with the yeah. geode joke. Fuck. I mean, you don't eat them. That was, I said tasty. I don't know. I wanted to make a geode joke. Okay, go for it. No. Oh, okay. So this movie opens up with a bunch of um, former Marines storming a military chemical weapons depot. And I right away immediately had questions because they use their existing credentials to get in, which, mm-hmm. again, they're like Marines at the moment. And they're all part of the military, so like they're allowed access into this base. And then it's immediately followed by like a bunch of people storming into like guard towers and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm like, like zip lines and shit. But yeah, but they like just got let inside. Yeah, there was multiple teams working together. Oh, I see. Okay, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> but like you know, they have that one line. It's like they shoot a couple dudes, then knock another guy out, and then it's like, all right. We only have 30 minutes to before those darts wear off. And I was like, oh, okay, so they didn't just kill people. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Because I put the same thing down. I wrote for um, a bunch of guys protesting um, the deaths of soldiers. They sure do kill a lot of soldiers. But then they have to specify very obviously and very, like, almost looking right at the camera, like, yeah. these, these tranquilizer darts are going to wear off. It's like, okay, we get it. But some of those guys had like N16s with grenade launchers on them. Like, you can't put a fucking tranquilizer dart in that. Yeah. You kick a guy out of a guard tower and he lands on the ground. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the dart you have to worry about. <laughs> yeah. We, we only have thirty minutes till this dart wears off and thirty weeks of PT for this guy to walk again. I mean, he might have a concussion. He's passed out. We'll, we won't know. He, it's fine. It's like it's up movie. to the doctors. Yeah, it's movie rules. If they don't get shot or stabbed, they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't land on something that impales them. But we'll get to that. Yeah, or yeah, they don't get a, 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 I guess, what is that, an air conditioner or a heating unit just drops on your fucking head? Yeah, like an industrial <laughs> air conditioner, whatever that was. Which, well, I mean, okay, so that happened in Drive Angry, yeah. too, where we yeah. were like, that totally killed that guy, right? Like, Yeah, it turns out <laughs> if you just scale up the air conditioner a little bit, it definitely does at <laughs> yeah. that point. That's yep. yeah, a confirmed kill. Um, so they storm into the military base, they get into where they're hiding a bunch of nerd gas, and Mm -hmm. do they have to store it in such, like, a cool-looking room? Like, does the room have to have a bunch of black lights in there? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, is the prodigy about to have a secret (laughs) show in here or something? Does the military have, does somebody have to submit a requisition form from fucking Spencer's Gifts? (laughs) Or, like, because it is literally, like, black light. And, And yeah. It's the same thing with the FBI van, where it's just like literally every square inch of that inside of that van is just like computers and blinking lights that are. I mean, what the fuck is the point of half of that shit? Nothing. I mean, it looks cool. Yeah, it should just be like one dude with a laptop. <laughs> yeah. Also, they refer to the cameras as mini cams. And I was like, yeah. that dates that dates this movie because you just call that shit cameras anymore. Yeah, <laughs> totally. This movie and, well, is like, and they they talk about the microfilm too. It's like okay, I get it. It's real high tech over here. <laughs> well, no, I mean microfilm was like a thing. Like that was an old timey thing, right? Like they had that in World War Two microfiche and stuff. Yeah, microfiche was like a thing. But there, there's a lot of like uh, one thing that I love, <laughs> which is like '90s future technology. It's so cool, mm. I love it. Like the iPads and. Um, like talking I- iPads in a, what do you call it? A, oh fuck the, oh Sylvester uh, Stallone uh, movie. Demolition it's, Man. Yeah, Demolition. Yes, Man. exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh damn it! I want to watch that now. That <laughs> we could probably rules. can. I I feel like we could just do it right. <laughs> just sneak it in there. <laughs> just yeah. Do, what if we just put Demolition Man in the middle of our slate and just <laughs> didn't address it at all? Like we didn't say like 
and, and like don't say anything about Nick Cage. We just do Demolition Man. No, no, no. Until yeah, until we get to the hey, how's how did Nick, Nick Cage in that? In that? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small role. In fact, I don't think it's it was credited. Small. Or we could just be like, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Wait, we're thinking of Rob Schneider. Never mention him once. Just be like, I thought he was good. I thought that the script didn't give him a lot to go off, but I thought that he did a lot of good work. Anyway, mm-hmm. moving on. Who would you cast Sylvester Stallone as? Uh, then we immediately cut to the FBI's bomb disposal lab, I guess. Yeah, I was confused. Which is where they take bombs. Because that's I was... like that's not how that works at all. Like you don't. Yeah, no. super not how it works. They don't take no. bombs to another place. Yeah, yeah that's we, we think into this... a building. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we think this box might have sarin nerve gas in it. So let's put. And then later they're like, "This is gonna blow and kill the whole building." And it's just like, "Well, yeah, yeah. it's a <laughs> that's... Why'd you bring it in there?" <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't understand why. Okay, if you've got a baby doll. Uh, full of explosives and um i guess poison why do you need to put a timer on it Uh, (laughs) this whole scene is so unreal stupid like (laughs) why do they put a timer on that a visible timer that you can see why doesn't it just go off (laughs) that's what i thought okay so anyway nick cage we get introduced to him and his i guess trainee yeah his shitty partner (laughs) trainee who they um, are like the head chemical weapons guys in San Francisco. Is it? I thought it was Chicago. I thought. He, uh, he's, oh, he's from yeah, Chicago. They're, they're somewhere goes, else. Maybe in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> they get alerted that they have intercepted a package to Bosnia, I believe. It's uh, like a Bosnian refugee camp, I think. Right, yeah. And so uh, they put it in a cool space age looking hexagon yeah. <laughs> Sean's shaking his head and oh, um, then Nick Cage and his trainee go inside to defuse it and we are treated to a tense bomb defusal scene like seven minutes into this fucking movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, I, again the pacing of this movie is just so fucking Brock Wild. I mean Thank you. Like that. you can, we yeah. can talk a lot of shit about Michael Bay, and we're gonna talk a lot of shit about Michael Bay. <laughs> That's a guarantee. But he be, he begins the fuck out of a movie. <laughs> he sure does. I wrote down this movie starts with a midnight raid on a military base, followed by a tense bomb defusal scene, followed by spoilers here: a woman surprising her partner by telling him she's pregnant, followed by a hostage situation in fifteen fucking minutes. Yeah, it's it does not. It, it's got a place to get to, and it's going to get there as fast as it can. Um, anyway, so yes, uh, the situation goes bad inside the bomb disposal hexagon. There is a like kids uh, baby doll thing, and they're playing with it like professionals. Yeah, well, yeah. His his shitty partner plays with it, shitty and he's like, partner. "What the fuck are you doing? That's probably a bomb." And spoiler alert, it fucking is that's <laughs> but they knew that they knew what they were they were in the ballroom like the, like don't be surprised dude it's why we're here oh you probably God. have a phd mm-hmm. get your <laughs> shit together i know so stupid but anyway i love i love that later on when we see he gets him on the line later and he's like yeah fuck this i'm i got a different job where i'm like 
Oh, what does he say he's doing? He's designing something roach, that sounded lame. Roach motels for Orkin. Ah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cool Which is like, job. Okay. Call that a uh, lateral career move. Yeah, that's a very lateral move. So, yeah, it goes bad, and their suits start getting eaten, and we are introduced to Chekhov's atropine, which is a big needle that you put in your heart when you are exposed to any nerve gas, I guess. I yeah. That might be true. I don't know. Josh, you're, you're the closest thing we have to a medical professional on this show, so I'm going to need you to tell me if that's real or not. I mean, atropine <laughs> is a real thing. Um, I don't know if you use it when you're exposed to, like, nerve gas. Um, okay. But it makes for a good movie. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. yeah, giant needle to the heart. I mean, they two two years ago uh, when Pulp Fiction came out, they they showed that a giant needle to the heart is a good, you know, mm-hmm. plot device. So, yeah, but that was just like an OD, and then like <laughs> this is this is like a weird flesh eating like nerve agent. Yeah, like... it's like nerve nerve gas that's also I, acid. I know. I was yes. just like, well, okay, sure. So your brain's Start sending messages back to your the rest of your body so you don't seize up and choke on your own tongue or whatever. Which is how like it you're works, still yeah. skin melting. Like what? Like I feel like they could have left all the other stuff out. Like that seems I like you pretty much take care of it, right? Uh, anyway, I looked it up. Um, yes, according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, nerve agent treatment, auto injector instructions. There are kits for atropine as well as a few other drugs, and I am now on a watch list. I bet. Cool. Cool. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I feel pretty affirmed in my career decision to make pizzas for people. That sounds like a cool <laughs> thing. Yeah, but sometimes you Google weird shit that aren't pizza related, right? Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I'm just or saying super that weird I, pizza I, related. I, I picked a career where I won't have to stick a giant hypodermic needle into my heart at any point, and I'm, I'm comfortable with that decision. Yeah, unless the pizza yeah. game changes pretty drastically. I, <laughs> I think mean, you're probably going to be pretty good. You got to I mean, what's the next radical step for pizza? That's I true. Mean, well, 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 Sean, let me ask, what was the last radical step for pizza? I don't know. When they gave like a dog sunglasses. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it was probably like delivery. It's like delivery. That was the last like major <laughs> leap in pizza technology. It was like, well, what if we bring it to people? Wait, you're telling me you bring the hot circle to my house? Hey. I can, oh. have, I can have hot circle whenever I want. Oh, hot circle delivered to by to me by a drone? That's cool. Wait, you gave that drone sunglasses? <laughs> and a skateboard seems unnecessary, but I would be a thousand percent more on board with like drone delivery services if they had sunglasses on the drones. I would love that so much. Or like on Roombas, any robot put a put sunglasses on it. I'm a huge yeah, Johnny fan. Five. Yeah, exactly. It's Johnny Five. Um <laughs> But Robocop yes, so... sunglasses on <laughs> Robocop? How do they stay on? He has no ears. Or a nose. It's part of the suit. I mean, he has a nose. It's just kind of covered with yeah, a shield. Yeah, I mean. So they put uh, Nick Cage in the room with a trainee and walk. You know he's a trainee because while they're talking, like, I believe he says he's a trainee, but they, yeah. he's also like, Nick Cage is quizzing him. Like, uh, you would expect like a doctor to do or something with like a med student. And I was like, did they let them in the room with the bomb? Like, he's a fucking trainee. Shouldn't you have, like, all of this memorized five years before you're let in the room? 
if this is the kind of shit you're dealing with. Well, they needed someone to freak out while he was keeping his cool. Well, yeah, that's true. To show the kind of guy he is. Cue sunglasses on Nick Cage. Um, yeah, but... e- even though, like, the whole rest of this movie is Nick Cage as the guy who's freaking out. I know. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All, all that coolness goes away real quick when there's gunplay. Yeah, if, if, if it's meant to show us that... If it's meant to show us that he is calm under pressure... He spends most of this movie not doing that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, nope. <laughs> yeah, it goes bad. Their suits start melting. His his trainee assistant, uh, his intern, has to inject atropine into his heart with a needle that's like five inches long. Mm. It's enormous. And I was like, I would, I would just die. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I'll take my chances, man. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, and all along he's screaming, "What have I missed? My heart!" Which. Yeah. Made me think of uh, at the end of the movie when Nick Cage does it. He definitely does it like more in his tummy area. Like I was like, that's not where your heart is. Dude. Close yeah. enough. Close right? enough, I guess. I mean, it's I closer know. to the center than you think it is. Um, but yeah, like I would miss a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, then Nick Cage where goes home and has to unwind, obviously, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a stressful situation. Oh yeah, they survive by the way. In yes. case you hadn't figured that out. They flush the air, nerve, uh, the whatever poison gas out through, I guess, ceiling vacuum, and then spray them down yeah. with water. I think just water. Yeah, they turn sure. on the sprinklers because they're having a flow problem with the sprinklers. Because of course they are. Yeah, right. right. Like that's not something that gets tested routinely. Apparently, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's not working. Huh. Yeah, and huh. the FBI disposal lab. They, t- I mean, they test it probably like fucking ten times a day. Who do you think drops off mail? Just like UPS, like to them, like they just got that box in the mail, like just willy nilly. You know? May they saw it at the like package facility, and they were like, <laughs> yeah. "This looks suspicious. Let's put this on a yeah. brown truck and send it out to the FBI." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're also introduced in this scene to Nick Cage's girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, who tells him that she's pregnant, which he takes. Not great. Not ideally. <laughs> yeah, I'd call it a medium response. He's like, no, oh, that's yeah, that's that's huh. that's not bad. And she's like, oh. not bad. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't think. Oh, well, yeah. Right before he gives a speech about how bringing a new child into the world would be an act of cruelty because yes. it's such a messed up place. And then she immediately goes, "I'm pregnant," and I was like, "That's funny." Yeah, <laughs> and then he has good. a. Pretty pretty good line about it, you know, where he's just like, she was just like, wait, what about all that shit you just said? And he's like, well, a lot's happened in seven seconds. And I was like, ah, <laughs> naked Nick Cage with a guitar in your lap. I mean, good that is for you. that is fair. Someone telling you that they're pregnant with your child is about the most that can happen in the shortest amount of time. That's a very high impact to time elapsed ratio. Well, Michael Bay's a high impact man so um then she proposes to him because we later learn that she's catholic so it's like it's a big thing for her that they have to be married and he yep. says whoa marriage police pull over yeah <laughs> i put in all caps i put not a good sign <laughs> yeah right cool good getting off to a nice solid start there good cool then we move to the rock for the first time right Yep, Dwayne Johnson's. Dwayne, yes. <laughs> I wish. I fucking wish. 
If they remade this movie with The Rock, who which who would he play? The island. <laughs> <laughs> Alcatraz. So would this be like a uh oh man. Damn it, what's the movie where they shrinky submarine? Inner space. Yeah, shrinky it's shrinky submarine. Well, sure. This would be an inner space type type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like Going over his like abs and stuff. Oh man, I was thinking, I was picturing on the outside of the rock. Mm, I see. Mm-hmm. I'll let you guess where the minecart goes. Um, so, wait, are you saying that like the inescapable prison is just like injecting the, like few like prison, like I don't know, inmates into the rock? <laughs> Oh my god. Is that what you guys are talking about? Because I'm very confused. That's right now. that would be such a sick movie. That's <laughs> prison. You get shrunk down and injected into the warden's bloodstream. <laughs> that seems I, that's, very dangerous. I feel like that has to be a Philip K. Dick story. <laughs> like somewhere the ghost of Philip K. Dick is furiously writing in a notebook. Um so yes, then they take uh the Marines show up at uh, Alcatraz on a tour. And there is a part of the tour where everybody is placed into cells to feel like a real prisoner. And then the Marines lock them all in. And they turn it into a hostage situation. And we very quickly learn what their plan is. Correct. Which is to shoot rockets with the nerve gas in it into San Francisco. And they are holding all the prisoners hostage. And essentially also holding San Francisco hostage, unless the government gives them, I think, it, I forgot how much money it was to lot. It's like $100 million? It's, yeah, it's $100 million. It's like a million dollars to each of the 83 Marines families and the rest to be used at his discretion, which I think is just like giving it to his cronies. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're breaking it up amongst themselves. And there's probably about 17 of them, so I feel like it's about a million dollars a pop somewhere around there. Something, yeah. something like that. They say it. I, Which, I mean, that's so much more money per individual than in Gone in 60 Seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forget. What do they get in Gone in 60 Seconds? Like nine grand or something? Yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> not, not a million. Yeah, but they're doing um, they're doing multiple days of work. You know, and and like they've been working at like you know the government salary for you know which I guess is good maybe I don't know but more than I get paid probably not bad like I mean they're high are you talking about in this movie yeah (laughs) I mean he's a general he's probably not hurting for money yeah but it's like like. he's more like in it for the honor of like the soldiers not getting like their due or whatever so in this part we are introduced to all of the um. There's got to be a name for this, like group of people, because it's in all it's in so many movies. It's like the boardroom people, you know, when it's like this is the guy from the Pentagon. That's the guy from the Navy. That's the secretary of state. That's the director of the FBI war room, you know, and they're all in the room and they're all like getting phone calls the whole movie. And they're constantly like, oh, my God. Yeah. A war room like a war. Yes. War room. Yeah. It's like we meet the war room people. Yeah that are in like a million of these action movies. Mm-hmm. And we're also introduced to one of my favorite Michael Bay tropes and just bad action movie tropes, which is like the whipping boy character. It's the character who is stupid and always says the wrong things and then gets chastised by everybody else. Hell yeah. 
in this movie is the secretary of state mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah and he gets chastised not only by his colleagues but by ed harris like ed yeah. harris is just I, like yeah the fuck are you what did <laughs> you just say to me <laughs> identify yourself <laughs> i'm the secretary it's like a big deal that he has that job yeah he's probably not like a fucking nobody <laughs> You've seen him on TV, at least. Yeah, yeah. if you're like a four-star general, I think you would definitely fucking know yeah. who the Secretary of State is. Like, But it's like, how you're old are totally you? totally right. He would know who that is. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he probably would have like fucking met him before. Anyway. I, I also like that uh, the president himself only gets called in to like make the final call, you know? Which yeah. like is the implication that he has better things to be doing <laughs> than like monitoring this hostage well, situation he says like, it in that smoky room that's supposed to be like the oval office or his living quarters or whatever it's like the white house but it's like yeah he's like this is the hardest decision i've ever had to make during my presidency and it's like okay then why are you just now getting like briefed on this shit yeah <laughs> like, also what? show don't tell yeah. show don't tell could have left that line out. Show um, me that it's a hard decision. They also talk about the efficacy of the nerve gas stuff. And there was one moment where it made me feel really bad for the whipping boy. Yeah. When they're like, how many people could one of these rockets kill? And he's and, and one of the military guys goes, 60 or 70. Oh, that's not that many. Thousand. Dumbass. I was like, come on. Like, he literally... <laughs> You were done talking. Yeah, yeah. That was a period, not a comma. Yeah, it's like, like the, you... those general guys should have like turned to each other and high fived after they said it. Like, yeah, I got him. God, <laughs> Secretary of State is such a dick. Like, like fucking... spit in his coffee. Fucking <laughs> hate that dork. <laughs> like rubble, tussle his hair. Like... Just in case you were worried that this was going to be too tense for too long, we immediately cut to a. Nick Cage sex scene. Yay, Yay. another one. God, yeah. fuck me. Ah, oh, Jesus. Yeah, she's talking about her pigtails. He calls mm -hmm. them naughty. I was immensely <sighs> uncomfortable. He talks, it just he just says words. Like, he's like Jeff Goldblum, just like scatting. He's like, <laughs> He's like amaretto cream, peach sorbet. <laughs> oh, yeah. What the persuasion? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> it's um, just his sexy stream of consciousness peeking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> and like they're on the rooftop and it's like there's um I guess like I that's what made me think it was Chicago in the scene was the like weird bridge kind of like maybe that's a train like area, I don't know what do you call him. Yeah. I mean, I guess we don't we don't ever really learn I don't think where he's from, but we know that his girlfriend flies to San Francisco, yeah. so it could be Chicago. So um, he gets a phone call, womp womp, in the middle of the scene, mm -hmm. uh, and gets called to a middle of the night like emergency where he has to fly to another state. And he's like, "All right, we gotta go," or like, "I gotta go." It's probably just a training exercise. Yes, no big deal. He's like, "Well, you know what? Why don't you, why don't you come out with me?" It's probably not a big deal. It's just like a fucking phone call at midnight to the head of the FBI's like chemical weapons division telling him to come to a different state. And he's like, baby, why don't you come with me? Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a literal army helicopter coming out of the heavens and being like, you've got to come with us right away, like a la arrival or whatever. But it's yeah. figuratively that. 
And then it's like as if he was just say to the guy, like, hey, is it cool if my wife comes too? Like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, baby, why don't you come along with me? I'm sure it's nothing. Yeah. Right? No Probably not deal. a big deal. Yeah, this no is totally deal. routine and nothing out of the ordinary. Just got to fly across the country at midnight. No big deal. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, then we get introduced to Nick K or to Sean Connery. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. Who I missed. I didn't realize I missed him until I saw him. Yeah, it's oh. been a while since I've seen any yeah. of his films. Um, it's because he retired. Yeah. After, after League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? Yes. Yes, he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and then he was like, yeah, I'm about done. Yeah, which... Ugh, I think that pretty fair. much... Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that bad of a movie, it. guys. It wasn't that yeah. bad of a movie. Why did it end yeah. his career? Yeah, it's, not, it's not that good of a movie. Either. Like, it's... It's, it's no Xanadu or whatever, you know? Like, come on. Zardoz. Xanadu? No, Xanadu. It's like Gene Kelly's last movie. It's what made him stop making movies. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> like, okay. Historically. You see why I went to Zardoz. Well, though. yes. I mean, yeah. hey, he made several, several movies after Zardoz, even though I'm pretty sure Zardoz wasn't very successful either. No, he made, yeah, I know he made at least one movie after Zardoz, The Rock. <laughs> um, so they introduced Sean Connery, and uh, we learned that he is like a master something. He's like some big deal in some way that we don't know about. And he is recruited because he has broken out of Alcatraz. The military wants to infiltrate somehow, so they need to bring in the big guns, which is him. Uh, he's like in like an undisclosed location in some prison somewhere he looks awesome he's yeah. got super long hair he looks really cool yeah i like that they make a kurt cobain joke here too like yes yeah, yeah. You, it's like no it's pretty cool look at if you're from seattle <laughs> <laughs> dumb and then he says it's a grunge thing and sean connery's like grunge yeah, and then he says it back later to the hair stylist guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> There's a hairstylist in this movie. Uh, yeah. Which is a gay character, I assume. I mean, come like... Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a stereotype character, if that's yeah, what you it's not, yeah, it's a, it is. not a fantastic representation. Yeah, calling this person a character is pretty generous hey I, I, he did have caricature a, is probably better he yeah. did have a good joke where he's cowering in the uh elevator and, and he's just like i'm just here for the hair yeah, like i no. don't care about any yeah, of yeah yeah he said that yeah that's what he says he's like i i do you do you like your haircut because that's all i really care about is that you enjoy <laughs> yeah. your haircut i was like that's good i yeah. like that that's funny. um so they they have to negotiate with sean connery to get him to do the job and we learn that he is he's got like a history with the fbi director mm. where they kind of have a personal vendetta against each other <laughs> yeah anyway sean connery kind of reluctantly agrees to join they go to a hotel so that he can have a shave and a shower and stuff. Don't you mean he's a really... shave and a shower? <laughs> I know. <laughs> he's really whistly in this movie. He always in that does first it. scene. The... He always talks like out of the side of his mouth where it's like airy and. 
Yeah. God, I could just listen to him talk all day. Well, I mean, well, there's it's like plenty butter. of movies he's in. It's like pouring butter into your ears, but if, but good. I wonder if he ever did an audiobook. Yeah, I mean, he did Macbeth. Cool. Oh, it's probably right. not bad. <laughs> um. <laughs> so they. So, yeah. so, so they, this is they, about the point where Sean Connery throws his old enemy off of a hotel balcony. Again, this is one of the protagonists of the film. Uh, he launches the FBI director into space. Uh, he's dangling him from a cord that he stole out of the shower. Did you guys know what that was about? It, yeah, yeah, it's I like don't a know. shower rope I, that he pulls out of the wall. I, 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 I saw that and I was like, what the fuck is it? Like, why would that be I, in the bathroom? I don't know. Oh, Sean, <laughs> you, you don't know about this? Well, now I'm embarrassed for you. Every fancy hotel shower has a cable that you can tie around your neck. Does somebody have a jerk shower off in the cable? shower? What, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that what uh, saying. You got it, but you have to request it. That's important. Uh, Otherwise, they don't put it in. Yeah. Um, Insurance. Yeah, reasons. I wasn't gonna mention it because I assumed it was something that I just didn't know about, and you guys would think I was dumb. No, I've. But no, I'm really I've glad no to know idea. that nobody knows what the fuck. That well, thing was. I mean, just like you know, your typical you know bathrobe. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna Google it, but I totally spaced it because so many other fucking super crazy things happened in this movie that I forgot. I mean, all it was a it. very long rope, like or cable or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, like, he's it was like very long. He's. Guy's dangling like 20 feet, plus he's got it wrapped around a chair and a dude's arm, so it's like, what? Where, why is that? What is that? Did you? I don't know. Whatever. He's a he's a very resourceful man, though. That's, I think, what you need to take away. From yeah. That. Is that he's like, and they keep reiterating this point that he's extremely dangerous and you cannot trust him with stuff, which is why it's really fucking stupid in that interrogation scene when they all just stop watching him for like 10 seconds. Well, not just not just that nonsense is like when he's in the hotel room, he like he's taking a shower and luckily there's the the bathroom phone shower uh, or where he, he just leans out like a half a foot and makes a phone call. It's like, yes, room service. Okay. I need one of everything. Lobster. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then it's like, holy shit. All the FBI dudes are picking out like, oh, he's an old dude. It's fine. It's like. What about this situation doesn't make you think who ordered room service or what? Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just like, you yeah. guys are bad at your job. Yeah, it's the real <laughs> D-list FBI security team here. Yeah, this movie portrays FBI agents as, like, idiots. Yeah. it's Yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like, I don't know. I, you see this pop up sometimes where it's, like, certain branches of – various like armed services and intelligence agencies are portrayed as being like competent and some are portrayed as being like fucking idiots mm -hmm. and it seems completely arbitrary as to who is who like in some movies it's like oh the navy seals oh my god and in this one it's like no the navy seals all just get killed like immediately yeah and and the fbi are like fucking keystone cop level yeah like, so Dipshits. <laughs> Not to mention, and it's I totally arbitrary as to who is who's good at their job and who is. Yeah, I, I think it's just like a, a look back at like they don't train them like they used to kind of situation where it's sure. like, it's like I was trained by MI6 or whatever, and then 
you know, he's like, SAS. I, SAS, I was the best or whatever. And then everybody mm-hmm. else is just like, I just went to West Point or whatever. Yeah. Not that West Point is bad. It's a like, exactly. No, but they're all probably pretty good at their job. Like they're all probably pretty good. Yeah. They, they definitely set that up though, because it's like, yeah, Sean Connery and Ed Harris are both like members of the old guard, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Connery's older than Ed Harris's character, but they're both like yeah. from a prior time when you know men were good and not idiots that you know wolf down lobster instead of doing their job. Yeah, men were men with a like a capital M, yeah. proper noun. You know what I mean? Yeah, TM. Men were men. TM. 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 Exactly. So, and then what happens? He, like, fucking steals a car, right? Yeah, oh, he yeah, steals a an enormous, Yeah, An enormous fucking 10-minute long, probably, like, $20 million car chase happens. See, I like that any car chase in San Francisco because you know they're going to be hitting those hills, getting that sweet air, <laughs> like, chassis. Yeah, the trolley. Yep, oh, my God. That trolley exploded like motherfucker. Oh, my yeah. God. I was like... <laughs> It's like it's a, <laughs> Michael Bay. It's silly. an electric vehicle, right? Like it is. <laughs> it's not full of explosive gas. Like, I mean, gasoline isn't even that explosive. I know. I know. When Michael Bay is uh, like making a movie, it's like you open like you know what are those like p- like fake cans and nuts. And it's like a fake snake. <laughs> it's like instead of a snake, like with a spring or whatever, it's just it's like explosive. It's just like a city block is gone. Yeah, it's like, like it's like every can of coke is a grenade. Yeah, like, even the grenades in this movie are not how grenades work. <laughs> Nothing in this movie, like everything is they they literally everything drop is pumped with accelerant yeah. it's crazy they they drop a gas can with like a little detonator on it into the like he's like let's burn them out <laughs> like and the in sewers the, yeah, later the sewers, and it blows up the entire sewer system it's, it's like, like a wall of fire that goes like a <laughs> mile it's it's nuts so i just love the car chase though because it's like a parody it's almost like a parody of a car chase scene mm-hmm. like i started laughing when it just started cutting to all these different obstacles that are in their way, like it was like, oh no, an old lady with flowers. And I was like, okay, we've seen it. And then it was like a bunch of like um, guys in like sports wheelchairs. And I was like, come on, (laughs) dude. Or really? I really enjoyed, there was a cut part of uh, the car chase where he hits a, uh, uh, Sean Connery uses the Hummer to knock down a street pole, like a a a light fixture. Mm -hmm. And, they're like one angle you see it coming on and it's like he hits that motherfucker like dead on and then it yeah. cuts to another one and it just like zooms right by and i was like totally two different vehicles it was inconsistent great. Uh, i like yeah. there's one shot i loved when he's hitting parking meters <laughs> and yeah. coins are flying everywhere yeah. i was like that's yeah. cool that's like, great oh did, now they're the, all digital yeah when i when i saw <laughs> I that know. i really did like think oh shit there's a coin shortage <laughs> <laughs> Sign of the times, baby. COVID <laughs> jokes. <laughs> yeah, and then Nick Cage also is chasing him, by the way. And, like, I didn't see what kind of car it was. Some kind of sports car. It's like a Ferrari. Yellow. 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 Yeah, like I think it's a Ferrari. Uh, and there's a scene when he pulls into, like, 
you know, like a chop shop, like that you can just pull into in LA mm-hmm. or in sure. San Francisco, just like oh, everywhere. Totally. Just pull right on in. And he says, he's like, oh, well, why not? And he slams the gas and he flies through a window out into the street. And I was like, because that's a window that just opens into the sidewalk. Dude. Yeah. yeah. Because you're an, you're a member of the FBI, not a yes. insane criminal. Like it could be a bus yeah, stop right you can't there. Run like, a car through a shop window out into the street. Uh, like there could be somebody over there. Yeah. He just Maybe like an ob- old lady ob- with flowers. Yeah. Obliterates a field trip of third graders. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, right. That credits. That's why, that's why that's not why. you drive. I'm not, man, I'm not a good FBI agent. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, and there are of course, lots of comedic cuts to the guy operating the trolley, which was funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause he does yell when the trolley goes off the tracks, it starts sliding very slowly down a hill. He yells, uh, we're going to crash. Save yourselves. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty funny, I guess. Save yourself. Yeah. Uh, I, I also love what? Uh, I was going to say, go. yeah, I, I do like the, the trolley sliding down the hill. I mean, I, I agree. Just the, the San Francisco hills make car chases extra crazy because like yeah. straight up with the San Francisco hills, just like a runaway skateboard is a huge problem. You know, like oh, so yeah. a runaway yeah. car is like. But They're like an 80 degree angle. Yeah. It's like not a hill. It's like a uh, slope. Like it's the side of a mountain. I don't know how people live in that city. Everything is an incline there. It's nuts. <laughs> like It's crazy. Um, wow. Our fucking the, Iowa is really showing I know, right, right? Now. Everything's <laughs> I like how flat and boring it is hey, here. Iowa is not flat. How do you live in places where the ground isn't like consistent? Uh, it's 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 a gradual up and down curve. It is. You, you mean because the Earth is round? Wow! I mean, there's a little bit more hills. It, there. It's gradual, and it's up and down, and that's the way we like it. <laughs> Ride your like bike across intended. it, you'll figure it out. It Do you guys remember flat. in that Star Trek movie when Captain Kirk drives a car off that cliff? Oh in yeah, Iowa. Sure. Yeah, the, you you <laughs> remember Iowa the Grand cliffs? Canyon in Iowa? Like, yeah. yeah. That that cliff should be like four feet down into a creek. Yeah, yeah. Like a muddy, shitty creek, and that's like <laughs> the best you're gonna get. Um, it's just full of pig shit. I do also love. Did you guys notice this when Nick Cage crashes his car and has to get out? His airbag goes off, and ah, oh, he can't. It's he like almost shoots he it. Get out. He pulls out his gun and shoots the airbag. <laughs> I didn't think Genius. he actually did. I thought he was about to. I didn't hear the like gun go off or whatever. But I, 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 I rewound it a bunch of times to watch, and there is like gunshot fully, but it's okay. like buried in all the other car crash. You mean sounds? It's muffled by an airbag. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> shit going on in that. So scene much happens sure, in that though. fucking car chase. Yeah. It's so it's honestly after because the last one we, that we watched was gone in 60 seconds, right? No, mm-hmm. looking glass. Right. OK. Time means nothing mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, it's simultaneously March and 2024. So <laughs> somehow oh, um, we uh, watched gone in 60 seconds. And I'm going to say, like, I was more entertained by this than any of the car chases in that movie. Oh, like absolutely. A hundred percent. Like this car chase was the equivalent of the final car chase in Gone in sixty seconds. Like, and then this is still what twenty some minutes, like a half an hour into the movie. No, this was like forty minutes into the movie. 
Yeah, this was a decent because we had a lot of the see the slow. I just remember I paused it to do something, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like we're not even at the hour Still mark. Still not on the rock. <laughs> Still on the rock. Um. Yeah. Anyway, we find out that the reason Sean Connery escaped was not to pursue freedom, but actually instead was to, um, find his daughter. Right. That he's never met because he's like he's been never in met. jail for. 30 years yeah for reasons that we do not know yet i'm just gonna say them now in case we forget later sure it's because he's he was a spy who stole microfilm that talks about they ran they rattle it off but it includes like who killed jfk uh um, the alien yeah. that landed in roswell uh, yeah what was the other one there's another big one oh the moon landing maybe? yes it was the moon it was lit well it's even more than that because he was like it's j Edgar hoover's like his recordings for like who used to be the head of the FBI back when, like, you know, I guess yeah. I forget the era that he lit, like was part of it, like but it was like sixties, fifties, but whatever. Um, and then, he, yeah. So he had all the secrets on all these people and it's like supposed to be every head of state from, you know, the last like 50 years and you know, all their secrets. My my favorite part about this exchange is that um, so there's two head FBI guys. There's the one from Chicago or D.C. or wherever Nick Cage is from, and he's the guy who has the past with Sean Connery. And then when they go to San Francisco, they meet up with the San Francisco FBI guy. And when they have this exchange, the San Francisco FBI guy is like, what did what did Sean Connery do? That's like so bad. Like, why is he? you know, so special. And like the main FBI guy is like, okay, get this. You know how aliens are real and we know who actually killed JFK. And the other guy's pretty much just like, yeah, totally. It's like, well, common knowledge. He knows about that. It's it's not like, it's not a bombshell that all of this like hidden information exists. He's just like, yes, of course. Aliens, Roswell. Uh Yep. Got it. We all know this. (laughs) I thought that shit was so funny. He just was like, yeah, get to the point, mm-hmm. man. I know. Yeah. Yep. Totally. God, I um, who killed JFK? And how many aliens are involved in Roswell? Shit. It was the aliens at Roswell killed JFK. Oh, my God. I, I would keep that secret, too. So, anyway, we meet his daughter, uh, played by Claire Forlani. Mm-hmm. The cast of this movie is crazy. It's like 50 people. Yes. I Honestly, I kind of think too many. Uh, way um, too many. Agreed. Way too many. I, like, when... When all of the Navy SEAL guys get killed, I was like, oh, thank God. I was not going <laughs> to learn any of their names. I yeah. Was, yeah. I got to remember all these people now. Just like, I thought, oh, I really God. thought the guy going up the ladder was going to survive or something. No. Yeah, the main no. guy. It just hit no nope. bullet to the head. It's like, oh, no, it's just those two for the rest of the movie. It's like them against all these Marines. Okay. okay. I, I can get behind that, but I just... I really didn't think it would be that quick. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that quick either, but I was glad that it was because, yeah. So anyway, we learned that um, Nick Cage is going to go with the, the this team of Navy SEALs that is going to try to break into the rock to free all the hostages and do all yada yada. And Sean Connery is also going to go because he knows the layout of Alcatraz. It's in his head. He can't describe it. Yeah, which, which as it turns pages. out does actually track because it's a crazy labyrinth catacomb it's like 
It's like the catacombs underneath Paris mixed with like an Indiana Jones Temple yeah. of Doom situation. I put Indiana Jones yeah. in my notes. Yeah. Same. Oh, totally. Like the minecart? Like Are you kidding me? Yeah, the minecart. What is that minecart there for? A minecart into like a bottomless chasm. Yeah. Underneath Alcatraz? I know. So stupid. Like they built it on an abandoned um, Legends of the Hidden Temple set. That part, when when we got to that part, I was just like, oh, man, I'm so fucking stoked to watch National Treasure because I've never seen that movie before either. And I feel like it's just going to be all that all the time. We should, we yeah. should do National Treasure 2 next. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so like the conception that this movie has of what Alcatraz is like is like it's like an obstacle course. Mm-hmm. There's this part where Sean Connery has to do like a rolling thing. Well, yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> where, that's where we're at. So. Yeah, they okay. bursts of flame and like giant <laughs> gears turning, and it's yeah. like could not possibly be for any engineering purpose. There's no reason that that machine like exists and functions like that, except to just look cool. Josh, it's it's the furnace that's on for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's it's the good furnace point. that's on. It's on. Is it even a furnace? I don't think furnaces are made like that. I mean, our, ours isn't. I don't know. It's like yeah. the lair of a Batman villain. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely like a fucking, uh, just like a, a death trap that is just like, okay, Saw designed a, a, a small corridor yes. to just be like, if you want to survive, solve my puzzle and hopefully... Also, get through this crazy flaming obstacle course. <laughs> Which he does. You've taken Alcatraz for granted. Yeah. <laughs> I will teach you how to appreciate Alcatraz. That's Saw. <laughs> A lot of tourists go, like, missing. <laughs> and also, like, they don't have it mapped, really. Prison's been closed for, like, 30 years. They haven't gotten around to mapping what's under it before. Really? Or before the prison got built. I just don't understand. It's like they act like it's the lost city of El Dorado is underneath it or something. It's like it's a mystery to them. It was built as a military base. They have a fucking map. Yeah, (laughs) totally. And like, I get it if they're like, yeah, he went through the sewers. But like, there's got to be fucking blueprints for the fucking sewers. And they're like, the warden doesn't know he's dead and the guards were useless. But like, there are probably... 25 historians who are like, no, I know I have it memorized. Yeah. I, no. I have, well, you want blueprints of Alcatraz? I have 40 of them here. Well, they have Because I've written books about this. They have the blueprints. They Because they get the oh, blueprints right. out and they're like, okay, Sean, t- show us where to go. And he's just like, no, I can't show you. I have to lead the expedition. <laughs> I love doing a Sean Connery impression. I can, we all kind of do. I can tell. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy. It's, a, it's easy and it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, it's and fun. it's okay to, like, have fun sometimes. Yeah, it is. I mean, it totally <laughs> is. Uh, no, that, See, uh, uh, Sean Connery would never say totally. Sorry. It, um, like, so super totally is. <laughs> no, but he would say grunge and give thumbs yeah. ups like he has only ever heard it described before. (laughs) You're right. He gives thumbs ups as if somebody tried to walk him through it over the phone. Yeah. When he did the thumbs up the first time, I was just like, wait, is that like a response to yes? Is that or like good job or like affirmative? Like what? 
<laughs> what are you conveying here? Like, yeah, well, I didn't know and neither did Nick Cage because he's like, is that yeah. is that good? What I are know. you saying? <laughs> and I was very happy that he was just as confused as I was. They go to Alcatraz with all these Navy SEALs. They sneak in through the ancient Mayan temples and they um, immediately get like quartered by the Marines. It's like a terrible situation. And what ends up having is Michael Bain, uh, Kyle Reese from Terminator, if you don't know him, and Ed Harris get into a shouting match that lasts for like 30 seconds. And I wish had gone on for like 10 minutes. You put down your guns. You put down your guns. No, you put down your guns. <laughs> you put pretty down your it. guns. It's pretty much it. <laughs> As it turns out, nobody puts their guns down uh, until they're shot to death. Those guys eventually do put them down. But yeah, all do, of the what, Navy SEALs get hey, super what, um, was it, what, what started the standoff? Uh, what got everybody to start shooting each other? Uh, someone oh, like trips was, or something. Yeah. Somebody knocks, knocks a rock off a wall. And it hits the ground and causes everybody in this standoff to just start shooting each other. Yeah. Which, I mean... It's a tense situation. I, I guess. Just, I just thought it was very silly. I was just like, wait, that's it? Like, that is... Oh, my gosh. That's going to do it? I All liked right. this scene because uh, Ed Harris is like, as the gunfire is going, he keeps shouting like, no, cease fire, cease fire. And it's like, okay, so I get it. He's supposed to be like the Marine who's like, you know, he's got the good intentions. He's going about it all wrong, but he's deep down. He's got a heart of gold. I was going to ask this later, but I guess I'll just ask it now. Like, what did you guys think of the villain Ed Harris in this movie? Not, I mean, because there's lower ranking Marine guys under his command who are obviously just like bad people. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like sociopaths or whatever who want to just kill people. But he is like a very conflicted character. What did you guys think of him in this? Uh, at the beginning, I thought he was just like, okay, yeah, he's kind of crazy. Or like, you know, he's willing to kill a bunch of civilians to be like, yeah, this this will really get everyone to like pay attention to the fallen soldier. I mean, it's like, what? okay, I get it. You're not supposed to talk about, you know, secret Cer yes certain military actions that you were on yeah yeah that makes total sense but the whole like going about murdering a mass amount of like just like you're supposedly sworn to protect like yeah, right like a like, million they say like a million people like uh, well, yeah it's a heavily populated city be. you got crazy nerve gas mm -hmm. and i mean i just thought i was like how do you think this is gonna play out like do you you're not gonna like be seen as a hero or a martyr. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I thought that the script is too busy to really give the Hummel character enough room to like breathe and be fully fleshed out. But I did yeah. think that Ed Harris did a good job in his performance of bringing that like inner tension, especially in the scene at the end of the movie when the yeah. other marines kind of like you're supposed to be watching these movies by the way before we talk about them so if i'm spoiling <laughs> anything for you well fucking surprise so it, when the you know he's gets into it with the other marines and is like no our mission is over we were never gonna actually kill these people or whatever like mm -hmm. you know in that scene i think he's really 
you know, dialed into his performance. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And, uh, you know, his character does get fleshed out a little bit more Mm -hmm. to at that point. Cause when you're at the later stage where he's just like, he's really pissed off because it's like, damn it. They call, they called our bluff. Like, yeah. We, you learn later that he's, he's been essentially bluffing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it's like, okay, I get it. You're playing, playing hardball, but then you got a bunch of men under your command, maybe under your command that are very willing to kill all these people. Well, yeah, and so, for like no that's reason. The thing too. is yeah. when when he tells them that it was a bluff, it reads like he's telling his team that he was planning on bluffing for the first time like shouldn't you've been upfront about like you're working with dudes that are just like, "Oh, we're going to break into a naval base and steal chemical weapons." Cool. Cool, cool, cool. I'm very into that. Let's do that. And then like Yeah. I feel like he should have made his intentions more clear to his crew from the beginning. Like, I feel you know. like if you were, if your ultimate plan was to bluff and not actually hurt all of these civilians, which is his plan, he's he doesn't want to actually hurt these innocent people. The team you assemble should probably not be composed of people who want to do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you put out the casting call for this, or however he found all these people, I don't know. <laughs> Good how question. somehow I'm sure they worked like together seven. in other situations. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Yeah. Through whatever. And nobody, <laughs> nobody blew the whistle, I guess. But um, like when you pull and you pull this crew together and you describe this plan to them, that should be like a disqualifier. If they're like, yeah, yeah. Shoot missiles at San Francisco. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. That should be enough to be like, okay, not you. Yeah, exactly. Because Ed Harris is sitting at a laptop and he's checking his LinkedIn profiles, and uh, and he's like, "All right, you have some good military background. How do you feel about uh, raiding a chemical weapons depot? All right, pretty good, Bro. pretty comfortable okay. with that. All right, all right. Uh, next set, set of questions are: uh, Let's uh, take over, you know, uh, you know, Alcatraz, and then uh, set up some like military, like I don't know, surface-to-air missiles." I don't know what they're called, but, you know, is this sounding good? All right. Well, if we do pull it off, we're looking at about a million dollars a piece, maybe five. Uh, Depends how many crew members we lose. We can offer you a a one-time payment. Yeah. One million dollars. Yeah. Just want to make sure that you're motivated by financial reasons, because that's going to really bring in the pure of heart that are willing to, uh, (laughs) you know. Will put their lives on the line for their for their fellow service kill, members. Kill like a million civilians. Yeah, like that alone should be enough to anyway. But I, I I agree with you guys. I liked that his character was conflicted. I actually thought that he was like a for a for a dumb '90s action movie. I thought he was an incredible villain. Yes, like I I I honestly cannot think of another stupid '90s action movie. That has like anywhere near that level of complexity in the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he, you know, in any other movie, even like any other Michael Bay or Jerry Bruckheimer movie, it would be like, you know, like the guy in Gone in sixty seconds, like the shady mob boss. I need those cars because I don't want to look like an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. or like Nick Cage and Face Off. He's just a cartoon character yeah Yeah, exactly yeah or the iceberg in titanic it's pretty much just a cold (laughs) unfeeling rock so um the navy seals die immediately which i remember as a kid when i watched this movie or like as a you know young teenager i was like 
blown away when I saw that. I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, sure. And then from then on, it's just Nick Cage and Sean Connery. 66-year-old Sean Connery just maneuvering around throughout so Alcatraz. That's how old he was during this movie? Yeah. Whoa. I looked. I know. Fucking cool. Like, it's not a surprise that he retired in 2001 or 2002. He was like 70. Guy had a good run. Yes. I also did right here. For, for a trained SAS agent and a bunch of Marines and a bunch of Navy SEALs, they really suck at shooting each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a bunch of stormtroopers up in here. Not not the Nazi kind. The Star Wars kind. We should <laughs> have to specify that. Now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you do. But, yes, but they uh, there's so many bullets flying mm-hmm. in this movie and nobody fucking hits anybody. There's even a scene where the one Marine holds up two machine guns at the same time. And I was like, Come yeah, I on, thought, man. I thought, like, unless you're the fucking Terminator, like, that is yeah. not an effective way to use those guns. <laughs> not going to not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, the rest of the movie is, like, an hour of just, like, action scenes. So there's not even a whole lot to really unpack here. Mm-hmm. Unless you guys, we can just talk about specific moments. But basically, for the rest of the movie, the plot is that Sean Connery and Nick Cage sneak around Alcatraz looking for these missiles and destroying their guidance chips so that they will splash down in the ocean instead of hitting the city. That's the plot of the rest of the movie. They do it, and that's it. There's yeah. a little bit of, uh, you know, setbacks along the way. Like, they do, they get rid Tough of the one. first one. Mm-hmm. That one's pretty easy. And then the second one, which, I mean, okay, first off, the placement of these rockets I thought was kind of crazy. Uh, okay, one on next to the lighthouse. That makes sense. One on the roof of the building. That makes sense. One in the morgue. One in the morgue. <laughs> well, there was like a <laughs> bunch in the morgue, wasn't there? Isn't that the main like? Because they get a bunch of them all in the same place. They and only I think had that four. Is the morgue? They only had four, and like they I thought there were like fifteen of them. No, maybe there's there like only four. four active ones, but they they only in the movie they only care about four. Huh. Because there's mm-hmm. like only, like I guess, the weapon, the the nerve gas is only on four of the rockets. I only saw four uh, rockets. I don't remember. But I mean, there might be a bunch of other weapons in the morgue. Maybe that was yeah. just where their armory was. But it was um, really weird because oh yes, no, they I opened agree. up one of the like rooms or the little trays where you put a dead body, uh, and it's like full of the like nerve gas. Oh crap. yeah. I oh, forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, weird fucking place to keep them. Well, I mean, I guess keep it cool. I guess if yeah. those refrigerators still work. Um, yeah, because but... it wasn't like a cold storage at the military yeah. base, and then at Alcatraz they just have it out. Yeah, but I was just like hot, thinking California sun. Well, I mean, it never hmm. really gets that hot in San Fran. You're right. Probably right. Get that ocean breeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that fog in the whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just thought, okay, so were they going to shoot it through there? Because the one in the lighthouse, not on top of the lighthouse, it's in the lighthouse. They were just going to shoot that rocket through a window because, I mean, sure, it looked cool, but why? That doesn't seem it's, effective. It's guided it's by right. a microchip, Sean. I don't Yeah, care. Still hitting a bunch of fucking glass and steel, whatever. Yeah, you're right. Like, I guess that was the plan to shoot it through the window. I know. That's why I was like, this is a dumb. Why would you just go a couple more steps up? 
You know, such it's a like, goddamn stupid movie. Uh, <laughs> so stupid. It's bad, oh, yeah. but it's so fucking cool. It's so fun. Yeah, there is a lot of cool stuff. I mean, like that shooting in the morgue, like where they like shoot the like air conditioner slash heater or whatever and crush that dude. Yeah. Uh, they shoot him in the feet to get him to like. Uh, you know, I didn't like that. What? Yeah. what it just real foot pain. Normally, yeah. it's eyeball. Ugh. Eyeballs are hard to see, but. Yeah, yeah, I don't like eyeballs, but apparently I don't like feet getting shot either because I also no. did not care for that not at great. all. They get chased through the tunnels at one point in the sewers. Yeah. We've already talked about that a little bit, but there is a cool minecart chase. Mm-hmm. That is for some reason. That is uh, that is right after the Marines uh, get or the Navy SEAL dudes get all murdered in the shower, and then they're yes. like, "Oh shit." There's like a gun here, but there's no ammo. So somebody must be still out there, right? Oh yeah. Why did they take their headset radio yeah, and, and whatever. like let's flush them out? <laughs> they make that bomb that it doesn't make any sense how that bomb works. But then they also fall onto an Indiana Jones minecart and just like kind of Donkey Kong Country that fucker right all around the town i guess like what yeah like the towards, underground towards the, city like, but... again bottomless <laughs> chasm underneath alcatraz <laughs> you know that there's a lot of mysteries in alcatraz some say it's haunted some say you're gonna find gold in those mines <laughs> everybody's it's the search for alcatraz's gold everyone's still doing it yeah it's down so, there somewhere um should we take a minute to talk about some parts from this middle section that we enjoyed or line? Yeah, just whatever. Or anything? I, I put down here, Sean Connery gets into a fight with a guy who was actively on fire, which is <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> I've only ever seen that guy in Scrubs. So I thought yeah. him as a bad guy. It's I Dr. Was Cox. Just like, yeah. yeah, Dr. Cox. Yeah. I was just like, hey. He's like not an asshole in this. He's a bad guy, but he's like mm-hmm. not. Yeah, but somehow nicer. <laughs> yeah, he's nicer. Weird. Yeah, he's he like takes a... orders well. Psycho. <laughs> he's like a psychopathic murderer, but like a decent one. Again, talking about the number of characters in this movie, this movie is like stacked. Like yes. you said, there are just like so many. Um, this movie kept uh, like. 40 character actors fed for like two years yeah okay uh, let me just i'm I'm just gonna quick rattle off some of the character names and tell me <laughs> yeah, tell me if me. you know who any of these people I, are I stop, stop me if you know who they are okay captain hendrix i might just leave captain fry captain darrow gunnery sergeant crisp private scarpetti private gamble <laughs> why did you say it like that Scarpetti. I'm just having <laughs> fun with it over here. Uh, Private yeah, McCoy. I did get help. very confused because they kept referring to each other as captain. And I was just like, which one's captain? Yes. They're all captains. They're all captains. <laughs> You're, yeah, there's like four captains. I, it did confuse the shit out of me. But yeah. hey, I'm not made for military duty, I guess. Yeah. Well, fucking, I think anyone that's been listening to this podcast could tell you that none of us are made for military (laughs) suit. I barely got out of the Boy Scouts. No, we are (laughs) fragile. We are dainty little flowers. I wonder if that gets confusing in the real military. No, they probably use, like, names. Yeah, they (laughs) they know each other. They probably say their names or they know each other, yeah. I I imagine if that was a problem, the military probably would have worked something out by now. 
Yeah. That's a big design flaw, but there's no way around it. So uh, I laughed really hard at Nick Cage's line where he's like, I drive a Volvo, a beige one. <laughs> like, that's a good line. And then uh, you have Sean Connery say beige Volvo. Mm. <laughs> Volvo is very hard to hear without being like giggling a little bit. I thought it was very funny. I put down here um, when he, Sean Connery tells him, like, the losers talk about almost winners go home and fuck the prom queen. I was like, you know that the writer in this movie was like, fuck yeah, that's a good fucking line. That's a fucking good and line. And also, fuck God, I'm fucking killing it today. Yeah. Babe, babe, come check out this line I just wrote. High five, bro. Sorry. Babe. I, I, I really do think Sean Connery did fuck the prom queen. He was James Bond. Yeah, and Sean Connery didn't write this movie, did he? I'm going to look it up. I don't know. No, no, there's a lot of unaccredited writers for this movie. but uh, Yeah, it's among really... them Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, did uncredited rewrites. Wow. Yeah, because there's like three, so there, that explains that three credited writers too. Wow, that that explains why the guy got shot in the feet. Oh god. Okay. <gasps> wow. <laughs> oh, well, hold on. Okay, hold on. Were there any other foot shots in this movie? <laughs> yeah, the guy sets his Sean Connery sets uh, Doctor Cox's feet on fire. Yeah, I don't think that's Quentin Tarantino's thing. Fucking now, maybe it is. Quickle, maybe quickle your in, big toe. Maybe when he's in the mood. Um, Sorry, what was that, Jeff? I said, <laughs> he said, wiggle your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. <laughs> um, did you guys like the Rocket Man joke? I did kind of like put it. That down. <laughs> I did. So Nick Cage is in a tense standoff with somebody near a rocket. Um, and one of the Marines, this is after the bad Marines have taken over from the kind of bad Marine. He, one of the Marines starts gloating and threatening Nick Cage while standing in front of the rocket. <laughs> like everybody can see exactly where this is going to go. Yeah. Anyway, Jeff, you want to take it from there? Uh, yeah. Nick Cage is like, Hey, do you like the song rocket man? And the guy's like, no, I don't like that soft bullshit. And then Nick is like, it's you. You're the rocket man. And then shoots him in the chest with a rocket. Yep. And he goes flying out the window and in classic Michael Bay, Jerry Bruckheimer fashion, is impaled. Yeah. Brutal. They love a good impalement. Yeah, they just really love human bodies ragdolling off of like over the sides of railings. Yes. You know? Yeah, they love a fall death. Mm-hmm. Just a general fall. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, I, look, I, I'm sorry. I was looking at the writing credits. The, uh, the people that wrote this did not do a lot of other stuff, which is crazy. Because this movie, again, this movie fucking rules. Uh, yeah, the main two writers are like a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Douglas Cook and Dave Weisberg. And I was not familiar with any of their other movies. Me neither. They they have only done like... Yeah, four theatrical did, yeah. releases and one TV film. It looks they did like. Double Jeopardy in 99. And then they did a movie called Criminal in 2016 that I haven't seen. And that's it? Since then, wow. Yeah, criminal isn't even it's a, it's it isn't even a hyperlink on Wikipedia. It's just the red 
line. So looks like I'm on IMDb. It's got Kevin Costner and wow, it's kind of stacked. It's got Kevin Costner, Gary Oldman, Tommy Lee Jones, Alice Eve, and Gal Gadot. Wow. How? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Anyway, um, sounds cool. Yeah, we should put that one in somewhere. Yeah, I did also put "You're the Rocket Man." What if he missed? Like that would <laughs> really ruin his fucking his cool line. Yeah, and also he's still holding all those balls of uh, you know, whatever green Nervet agent, whatever. VX so like, VX two. VX two. Okay. VX two. Oh. The sequel to VX. The sequel. Yeah. There's. The rules of the VX2 change, I feel like, fairly drastically in this movie. Because there's times when it's like, when he's defusing the first bomb and he's being so careful and so, like, you you think that it's going to fall apart or explode or break or whatever at any instant. And then there are scenes later when he, like, has it in his pocket, in his shirt pocket. And he's and fighting. <laughs> yeah, he, he gets just into a prolonged in fight scene with somebody. And is like slammed against walls and shit. And then what does he do with it? And then I know what you want me to say. <laughs> what does he do with it after that, he Josh? Puts, he puts the ball in the guy's mouth. Yeah, he does. Yeah. yeah. And then thank you. The, yeah, you're welcome. And then gives him a good old punch. <laughs> and then pretty much like you know, in like Wizard of the Oz, like when the witch gets like hit with water, it's like yes. he starts melting, and it's great. Oh man, yeah. real puddle of human. Right yeah, there. BX2 like turns you into uh the thing from the Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. It's like was... it's it's like an 80s trauma movie. Yeah. yeah, you're just like a meltman. Yeah, it's like yes, it's like meltman. It just disintegrates you. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so the military in this movie has a plan which is to drop like thermite, which is like an incendiary thing on mm-hmm. the on the island, but it's like their last resort because it will kill everybody including the hostages, obviously. Which we didn't even see a whole lot of the hostages in this movie, I'm just realizing. Super no, except for, like, one guy gets toted out to have a gun held up right. to his head for a little bit. But, yeah, and other than that... They don't kill him. It's just people in cages that are Fuck just it. driving the plot because Fuck otherwise, it. why you know, they wouldn't need to use these, like, guerrilla tactics. They would just, right. you know, do the napalm action. Yeah. And there's like, yeah, I mean, fuck it. There's already like 40 characters in this movie. We don't need to add in like three or four main hostages to get no. to know. Like, fuck it. Who cares? No, not really. Yeah. This movie's supposed to be dumb. Um, but at the last second, they call it off because Nick Cage has green flares, which are like the signal not to do it because mm-hmm. he's diffused all the bombs. And I do love that he hits. He does manage to hit like a super cool, heroic christ pose yeah he goes full christ pose yeah drops his knees throws his head throws his head back do you guys think that he just did that or do you think michael bay told him to do it uh well i think they knew that there was going to be a scene where um that the the like blue angel style like you know jet fighter jets go like right towards the camera and fly overhead Mm-hmm. While he's holding the flares, so I mean, yeah, maybe they didn't say strictly like, "Hey, get on your knees and like put your hands to God with your you know green flares in 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 palm," but like yeah. it definitely was thought out. Like that shot is oh for sure, know, yeah, what, for sure. But yeah. they probably didn't say in the script like pose like you're in a Creed music video. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it probably did. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I do also love, again, another thing I fucking love about this movie is that it doesn't matter because they already dropped the bomb. They're already yeah. going to drop the thermite on the island. Too late. Yeah. Uh-oh. They don't so, drop all of it, though. It's only one one jet drops it. Oh, all right. One it's jet not like they all. Like, I mean, if they all did it, then... Um, the whole island would have been destroyed, right? Like that was the idea. It was like every oh, square inch on fire, and one I guy's see. just like, okay. "Shit, <laughs> I already pressed whoops. the button. I'm fired, huh? I dropped it." <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty big whoops. Hey, you guys, yeah. you guys didn't give me the green light. I already. This is not my fault. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I was thinking about other stuff, so I I dropped it. Were we not supposed to? Did you guys? Do you guys already have you your guys, thermite? Did you guys drop it? Yeah, I was trying to remember if I already have hummus or if I just need carrots. Oh, did <laughs> I, think I, I do drop... need the hummus. Though. Damn it! Did I drop the thermite? Damn it! Oh, damn Honestly, it. I don't even remember, guys. Thermite just always gets me thinking about hummus for some reason. Uh, and yeah, it ends up not doing anything. Like everything's fine. <laughs> like it's this massive explosion that encompasses two thirds of the island and does not hit anybody, any living yeah. people. It explodes Nicolas Cage with a fucking hypodermic needle, like still freshly in his chest, like throws him off of the cliffside into the ocean. Yeah. And then Sean Connery finds him as just like, are you okay, buddy? You took quite a spill. And he's like, yeah. he's like walking around. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, just man, that was super crazy. Oh, also, Ooh. don't touch me. I'm covered in nerve gas. Yeah, you yeah, gotta wash I those to, clothes. I need probably. to take a couple showers. Also, I oh. imagine that all of that nerve gas in the ocean is probably still not great. No. Yeah, can't really be great, huh? Yeah, it's a, good, there's a it? lot of it. Like, that's gotta be a problem for at least marine life. Yeah, I mean, it was enough poison to kill the entire city of San Francisco, <laughs> so just dumping it into the bay is probably not... Yeah, I guess all Great. those I guess all those salt flats are just poison now, right? Yeah, like, like yeah. you just can't you can't eat fish from there. Yeah. Now. Uh, like, hey, like that's we're for a while. You guys just can't eat those fish. Fisherman Wharf, known for their like whatever, sourdough bread and then also crab. I get nope, you can't have that. Can't have no crab. <laughs> but if you want fish, it's easy because they're all just floating at the surface of the water. Yeah, it's like an ecological disaster. Anyway, uh, they uh, at this point, Sean Connery fades off into the background. He fades into the mists of time. Uh, and Nick Cage tells everybody that he died because he wants to let Sean Connery like go off and live his life. Which, fair. Yeah. What did they tell him? <laughs> they're like... <laughs> He's Vapor, like, vaporized. Vaporized. Vaporized, huh? Yeah, blown out to sea. What? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, how do you couldn't you just be like, you guys just blew up two thirds of the island over there? He was over there. So he's probably dead now. Yeah, totally. You don't have to be like, I saw it with my own two eyes. He might have he might have been over there, right? Like because he was supposed to yeah. go to the like part of this like aqueducts where it's like where's the scuba equipment is yeah well, didn't he, they just blow that up he does he like goes he like goes across a weird bridge thing like and jogging then like, in one shot for some reason. <laughs> whatever i mean yeah you just killed him and you'll never know yeah, just be like i don't know he was over there probably dead now yeah he got blown up i think 
I, job, yeah, guys. You, literally, you could just be like, I don't fucking know. Look yeah. around you. Look at what happened here. Like, yeah, and I then, don't fucking know where he is. And when he says vaporized, the FBI director is like, that can happen. It's like, <laughs> yeah, dude. Did you see the bot? The thing you guys just did over there? It was yeah. insane. It was like a quarter of a mile that you guys just turned into ash. Yeah, this was the plot point in the movie where you were like, can we just napalm them? No. That's not good enough. We need to quickly develop <laughs> yeah. super napalm. Yes, we need to put plasma thermite like that burns at thousands of degrees Celsius. Like, yeah, dude, that can happen. You're the FBI director. You should know that. Anyway, Sean Connery does at the last second also reveal to Nick Cage the location of the secret microfiche that contains all of the government's secrets. And the movie treats this almost as if it's like like a secret treasure that he's clued him into and not an enormous liability yeah. that will get him killed. Well, yeah. yeah. He it he doesn't he doesn't say I feel like the the implication that I picked up on was like now you can tell your bosses where it is and then they won't care that I got away anymore. They won't worry about that too much because once they have you know, once I've given them this information, then it'll all be square between us. But then he doesn't tell his bosses. He just gets in a fucking PT cruiser with his wife or it's like a it's like a VW it's bug. A beat or up, yeah, it's a bug, yeah. Volkswagen bug, but it's all fucking rusted. Yeah, it's all, they, just, they just go yeah. and get it. And then he's like the at very end of the movie is like, hey, honey, do you do you want to know who really killed JFK? <laughs> he's like looking at the negatives. Oh, yeah, so fucking dumb. Holding this movie is light. ridiculous. So goddamn stupid. I've said yeah, but, it so many times, and it's I can't I can't say it enough times. It's so goddamn stupid, but I is. love it so much. Yeah, I love it whenever a movie just throws out the idea that like you know aliens exist, and also JFK was assassinated. You'll never guess by who. You'll Elvis never fucking Presley. Blow your mind. You'll <laughs> like, never what? guess. It was by the Philly Fanatic, actually. Yeah. What is is it in a Days of Future Past where they strongly imply that JFK was assassinated because he was a mutant? Yes, yes, it is. is that yeah. one? That's dumb as hell, too. I love it. I love it. Just take anyway. Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about plot wise in this movie? Overall, the plot was like, a, a, you know, this is my problem with like, you know, a lot of the like, you know, uh, these action movies, you know, like your your <sighs> bad boys and whatnot. It's like I get desensitized at like yeah. how much action is going mm -hmm. on. Like where it's like you know a roller coaster that you like go up and down, and then like you you have the suspense build by going up, and then you you release by going down, and it's like super shocking and thrilling and fun and kind of scary. But when it's just doing that the entire time. I just don't, I, I get bored. I yeah, honestly, like exactly. my brain checks out and it's not in like the best way of brain checking out. It's like, uh, of like, you know, I don't have to think about it. It's just kind of dumb fun. Yeah. But it is, it, it's like, you know, after the fifth car chase in bad boys, I'm just like, what? Why is this movie still going? Yeah. On? Yeah. You're like, like, when, why? Like, you're like, this roller coaster was fun, but I, <laughs> when does it end? Yeah, yeah, it's it's I want to I want to get a corn dog. Yeah, it's not like, oh, good. Now I don't have to think anymore. It's like, oh, now I can't think. 
thoughts are being blasted out when of they mind. hit the mine shaft or whatever like they're in the car i still can't like cart race i was just like i was just like where where the fuck are they at this point like aren't they supposed to be in a prison like yeah <laughs> well, well they're underneath the prison i know but they're not like what's down there but it's not it's not like they it's like historically it's used prison. alcatraz as like a mining camp like i don't i don't understand what's happening and i, yeah. I mean like okay maybe the most architectural like areas i know about you know is is maybe your tony hawk twos or whatever where like <laughs> Where you're Hold skating on. around, skating so around you're, Alcatraz. You're saying that your architecture experience extends to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, the yeah, design your own skate park feature of Tony yeah, Hawk's but, Pro Skater Two. Well, the Alcatraz level, really. But oh, <laughs> oh I, I thought you were citing that as like your like his okay. overall architectural yes. knowledge level. Yeah. Which, yeah. to be fair, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I, I was just like very confused because I was like I could I think I would remember I could if I could grind on a, a mine shaft yeah. through <laughs> yeah that's where the T is you know you have to get the S K A yes anyway <laughs> I think it's about time that we move on to uh, you know that that place uh, back um, hold on I think it's yeah yeah it's behind the scenes. <laughs> Wow, what a so, great visual you gag you did for just us. Did you guys do... Yeah, that was a visual joke, but it's fine. He moved his I web... Think, if you're listening at home, he moved his webcam. It was, I, it was very funny, though. I think it's going to land just fine. So, we'll have to... We'll, we'll check the iTunes reviews. Uh, um, so, I, I've got I've got a behind-the-scenes thing. Yes, hit me. Uh, someone lied about finding weapons of mass destruction in Saddam Hussein's, like, uh, fucking regime by describing what the chemical weapons in this movie look like. What? Yeah. Yeah, someone who, uh, was a part of the, uh, Chilcot report, uh, falsified claims about observing weapons of mass destruction, uh, basing his description of them on the nerve gas missiles featured in this movie. And presumably, like, you know, gave that testimony under oath or something, and then only later did someone go, wait a minute. Wait a second. That's The Rock. Eventually, You're talking about The Rock right now. Some actual (laughs) chemical weapons person was like, um, that's not true, buddy. Yeah. Huh. So. Wow. Uh, f- fuck. <laughs> it's all I have to say about that. Holy wow. shit. Wow. Yeah. Is it? I I read that same little article thing. It was like Tony Blair said that anybody that had any chemical weapons background would have said that was complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the base minimum. Like. If you were Nick Cage and had a doctorate in chemical re- weapons, you would know that's bullshit. Yeah, bullshit. why would you ever put your nerve gas into tiny glass see-through balls? That's like the stupidest yeah. possible storage method. Yeah, and yeah. I, it's I mean, I get it for movie language is that it just looks cool cuz they do look super cool. It looks mm. fucking great. But it is so it did it's look cool. So goddamn stupid. <laughs> and it and it started a war. 
That's unbelievable. Wow. I wonder what the writers of this movie think of that. If they know, if they even know about that. Uh, they do know about it and they don't like it. Really? They don't like that it's part of the movie's legacy. Oh, I imagine. Like, if this was one of your big stakes that you could put, like, your career on. Mm-hmm. And this, and you also had to say, oh, and by the way, you, you remember Saddam Hussein? And then, like, launch into that whole explanation yeah. every Sorry. time. Sorry. I mean, it wasn't us that, that lied sucked. about it, but... Uh, I mean, get the idea yeah, just, from our movie, so... Yeah, but it's like... Yeah. I mean, you can't blame somebody to do the like. You can't blame yourself for making a movie about like you know. It's like the same thing with the, the like you know those forest fires being started by like a you know gender reveal party. Just because you invented the idea of gender reveal parties by cutting like a cake and having the inside be blue or pink, doesn't mean you're liable for some dumbass setting off like crazy fireworks. It, 10 right. 15 years later only the person that actually set off the yes absolutely yeah yes. i agree so it's it's just like you know i mean it's it sucks that that's you know a talking point now but yeah. holy fuck not related to the movie i can't imagine how like that has to be the craziest behind the scenes we ever get right i can't <laughs> like, imagine I mean, that there's any other it's gonna be hard scenes. to top i i fucking hope so the, the behind the scenes is thing for this is oh yeah this movie started a war yeah <laughs> that lasted a decade plus i mean it's still going on yeah the 20 of that years next still year happening yeah or 20 years i think like 2002 maybe um but yes i have a behind the scenes thing that is not as interesting as that Ooh. there are about a dozen alternate versions of this movie depending on where it was released um a whole bunch of violence got cut out of this movie in just various places. And it's funny because if you look at it, different countries cut different things for some reason. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, so I, I saw a bit of that article as well where um, it's like in Lon or in uh, the BBC cut out the knife throwing, like where, you mm. know, the, he's like, you gotta like, you know, never hesitate. Never hesitate. Yeah, and yeah. then... Uh, and then, like, the next time he says it where, like, they're in the minecart thing and he shoots, you know, the guy choking Sean Connery. He's like, I'm glad you didn't hesitate. And it's like, what? Oh, yeah, because the other one was cut out. Yeah. Well, what? What? What was that joke about? And then um, same thing with the feet violence on the, the those poor toesies uh, when the guy gets shot in the feet and then gets an air conditioner dropped on his face. Would have been fine if they cut that in the American release too. I would have also but... been fine with that. I was fine with it. I just, I mean, I thought it was like a cool trick where he like pulls out a drawer of the middle of the filing cabinet and just like shoots through, shoots the... through it. And that, then, that was cool. And, and instead of just keep shooting through that hole you made, he goes even underneath the desk even more and shoots the feet. And I was just like, gross. I mean, you can't, can't you hit him from? I don't know. Like it no, just seemed like nobody can you hit were, anybody. Well, he can't. He can hit you with a knife. He can hit you with an air conditioner. He can hit you with a bunch of flammable liquid, and then set your ass on fire. Yeah, because even Sean Connery's a badass. Even though he's been in prison for thirty years, he's still yeah. better at all of this than like everyone yeah. who just did it the other day. <laughs> Doing a lot of push-ups in between I those guess. philosophy books. 
Yeah, there another thing that I enjoyed about um was when they were doing their like loadout, like dropping like they're got the scuba gear and they're in the helicopter and then he's like, Okay, I got all the equipment you need and it's like a box of waterproof matches, a, a, like a flask of flammable juice and um <laughs> I mean he calls it like lighter fluid or whatever. And then like, you know, a knife and then like a couple other like field kit like little knickknacks. And then it's like oh, he I ended up using that. all that shit in in like yeah, pretty great ways. I enjoyed it. Yeah, as soon as he handed him that stuff, I was like, Well that's coming up again. I need Fuck my non traditional murder tools. Yeah. It just made me think like Brock Samson, like, I don't need guns. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah, this character is very, this character is very Brock Samson. Very Brock sure. Samson. Uh, do you guys have anything else from the behind the scenes? Uh, I just want to read this quote. Uh, the studio wanted this movie shot in Los Angeles with only a, a handful of exteriors of Alcatraz in San Francisco to complete the illusion. But director Michael Bay refused, telling them, quote, I got to shoot on this island because this island is so fucking bitchin'. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so sorry, so fucking bitchin'. Yeah, yep. he did. Um, so, so, uh, this is actually uh, behind the scenes when we we were watching the you know special features on uh, uh movies that uh, Bruckheimer had produced on the DVD behind the scenes of Gone in sixty seconds, where. I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go through all of them. <laughs> and when I was watching the stuff about The Rock, <laughs> he was like, yeah, I wanted to sh film on location. But this was very difficult during the setup uh, because we had to bring in generators and long extension cords because there was no power on this facility. So, like, all the electricity was just, like, you know, wired in. And they had to move things around depending on where they were shooting and I was just like, okay, so that's a lot of work just but to, to be like, fair to not have to like make a bunch of like, you know, chipped paint. Yeah, like sets. Bars. Yeah. To be yeah, fair. But they still totally had to make sets I anyway. Know. That fucking minecart scene is an actual Alcatraz. Yeah, when they're in yeah. the sewer part, I was just like, yeah, there's no way they're setting fires like that on Alcatraz. Like, you can't. Like, that's, it's like a park. Like, it's owned by, like, the state or whatever. Um, but you guys pretty much covered all the, you know. To be fair, though, it is bitchin'. It is bitchin'. It is a bitchin' yeah, island. Traz, um, is, Traz is pretty bitchin'. I just, for fun, looked, clicked on the IMDb trivia section, and it says showing all 137 items. And I'm going to read a couple, but take them with a grain of salt because it's IMDb. So they are not sourced. So mm -hmm. there is not a like news article sourcing these. So people mm -hmm. might just make these things up. But I know for a fact in my gut that some of them are true. For mm -hmm. instance, much of Nicolas Cage's dialogue was ad-libbed, including yep. the Zeus's butthole line, which, sure. which Michael oh. Bay wanted to cut, but Cage insisted on having. And we all know that's true. Yeah, that just tracks. <laughs> Knowing what we know about this man, that is a true story. I'm sorry, I completely forgot i yeah that is in my notes i was like what like zeus's butthole and then i it it appeared in my mind i was just like oh that's where we got butthole for the theme song <laughs> yes which i love every time i hear one of those pop up i'm like ah that's where that's from uh, yeah. yeah 
But yes, continue. Okay. (laughs) Sir Sean Connery, forgot that he was knighted, insisted the producers build a cabin for him on Alcatraz as he didn't want to travel to the mainland uh, from the island every single day. And they did it. They built him a cabin. So, Wait, not, like, not, not a just trailer. A, trailer. <laughs> yeah. a cabin. Like a log cabin? I, I, well, I, 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 am, I am imagining a log cabin. Yeah. yeah. I'm not imagining a trailer. A fucking log cabin. Fucking log yeah, cabin. definitely a log cabin. He is a knight, after all. Yes. He said, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, there's, like, sheep in the front yard of it. And, like, you know, like... <laughs> Wanted to be reminded of Glasgow. <laughs> Some of the Navy SEALs in this movie were played by real Navy SEALs. Nice. And apparently it made the actor Michael Bain uncomfortable. Because uh, he's been he a was, Navy SEAL a bunch of times. Yes, he's been like a military guy in a thousand movies. And he had to pretend to be one around real Navy SEALs, which would make me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. I would just apologize time. all the time. Like, I'm sorry that I, I do this. I have to eat, man. Um, but I'm sorry. This was Michael Bay's favorite movie of his own. It would be crazy if it was his favorite movie ever. <laughs> You'd be like, oh yeah, that one I made. I love that one. This one actually does kind of have a source. Arnold Schwarzenegger was offered the role of John Patrick Mason, so the Sean Connery role. But hmm. at the time, the script was only 80 pages with a lot of handwriting and scribbles, and it didn't seem fully baked. So he turned it down, according to a Reddit AMA. So... Uh, and I know he's done a bunch of those, so I think that is, I'm going to go ahead and count that. Yeah. So it's either true or just straight up Arnold Schwarzenegger lying, which (laughs) I doubt very much. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he would stand to gain from that. So yeah. Producer Don Simpson was the person responsible for the general Hummel character. He watched a 60 minute segment about the U S government refusing to acknowledge soldiers who died and during covert overseas operations. So then he came up with the character. Uh, By the way, the other two uncredited writers were a guy named Jonathan Hensley, who I looked at here, and he looks like he did a bunch of a bunch of big action movies. So that's where that comes from. Like he did Armageddon and The Saint and Die Hard with a Vengeance and um, Jumanji, I guess. So he's like, that's where the '90s action is coming from, is him. And the other one is fucking Aaron Sorkin. Who did the what? West Wing and yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking um, like, Social Network and a bunch yeah, of other I was stuff? Say, yeah. Huh. Okay, so I guess he wrote all the War Room sequences, probably then, right? Yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, I would imagine. But they weren't. They weren't walking and talking. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, nobody true. Was, nobody was handing them folders full of documents from just off screen. There weren't. There weren't any walking talks in this. Oh no, there was. Of. There was because the uh, FBI agent from Chicago, FBI agent from uh, San Francisco, there's a part where they're in the like w- the van or whatever, full of like bleep bloops, lights and whatnot. And he's just like, can I speak to you privately? And then they go oh, outside yeah. and they just start walking and talking. That's true. There they're outside is. just walking around talking about aliens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and how they're real. So that's that's a Sorkin scene yeah. right there. It says here in the theatrical version, Stanley shoots through the airbag in the Ferrari, but in the home video versions, he's only shown putting the gun to it, and the next shot is that, leaving the car. 
That's what I saw. Yeah. I could have sworn okay. I heard a gunshot, but maybe not. Hmm. Okay, because I was like... probably like a, you know, <laughs> different DVD releases now. Yeah, well, probably. I didn't... I did watch this on Hulu, guys. Now mm. that I'm thinking about it. Same, yeah. Mm. That's it. That's pretty much all I got. Um, do you guys want to move on to uh, the part when we talk about how Nick Cage was in that? It's the yeah, segment, how was Nick Cage The segment that? called... Oh, how was Nick Cage in that? What do you guys think? How was Nick Cage in that? Uh, I thought he was great. He was funny. Uh, I I liked his character. Um, you know, he's a good mix of like silly Nick Cage isms, like the way he plays the guitar, all like you know hits the strings super hard and stuff, and like you know the the energy that he brought to the character was very Cage, but uh, I think he played a big action hero in this movie well uh yeah yeah i think he always kills it when he has to play like the nerdy mm-hmm. eccentric nervous guy he does great mm-hmm. sean what do you think yeah i think he did well i thought he did pretty well uh at the beginning i thought it was like you know oh man he's coming at it like he's pretty like cool collective and like then when he's at home uh when you introduce his like fiance uh it's like oh no he's a little bit more neurotic and then when he's like shit's hitting the fan and he has to like have a gun in his hand and shit he's like freaking out and i really enjoyed like his like his uh attempt to keep it together throughout the movie mm-hmm. because he he overall does like you know in the end he saves the day uh but it's just like it it's it's work for him <laughs> yeah like he's not um, phoning it in at yeah, all he's, yeah, he's bringing it for sure yeah um but yeah i think he was good i mean there's nothing nothing crazy there's no insanity that he brings or anything he's just like he could have been so many other actors speaking of which should we move on to the hardest question of all questions uh yeah if you had to recast the Nick Cage role in this movie with any actor or actress from any period of time, who would it be and why? Do you guys have answers? Yes, I have an answer. Go ahead. Okay. Mine is Song Kang Ho uh, from Parasite and The Host and Snowpiercer. Song Kang Ho. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that's a great fucking choice. I think that he would be good as the the archetype of like he's, you know, a professional with this like narrow field of knowledge that when he's operating within that field, he's very comfortable. But then he gets thrust into, you know, this world of big bombastic explosions and gunplay and stuff and has to kind of like play it, you know, play along at it and, you know, be there to take the bomb apart when they need him to. But Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think he would be great because he does. He's just so many like diverse characters that I feel like I'm trying to think if there's any that he's done that are like in this vein. Probably. I mean, yeah, I would say, yeah, I think he'd fucking crush it. He'd yeah, it. I was I was kind of thinking more of channeling the energy of his part in uh, the host where he's like, oh, yeah, kind of gets dragged along into like 
yeah. you know, it's what his his daughter is missing or whatever. So mm-hmm. he's like going to get her back, even though like he's very ill equipped to do so. He's the concerned you know? dad. Yeah, um, I have my answer. Hit us. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Just because okay. I would very much love to see Arnold Schwarzenegger cast opposite Sean Connery. And the idea that we're supposed to buy is that Arnold Schwarzenegger is this like dorky out of his league like science geek and and that sean connery is the super badass compared to schwarzenegger i would just i would love so much to see that they never right, address yeah. that he's a, an enormous human being they just like just just hope you accept it he's played scientists before um yeah and junior <laughs> i guess that's true or was it junior what's the yeah. one where he gets pregnant it was junior okay that's, yeah, that's <laughs> junior <laughs> Of course, it's Junior. He yes, hey, plays hey. a very bulky scientist I'm sorry. in that movie. Where I come from, they fed us growth hormone as if it was Gatorade. Hey, do you guys remember that movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger got pregnant? That was weird, huh? By Danny DeVito? <laughs> yes, I do remember that one. Was, Dan, was that was that twins? They're in both. Oh, okay, gotcha. Damn, really? I'm pretty sure. Fuck. Yeah, Danny DeVito impregnates... Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Huh. <laughs> Man, we... I, the 90s were... Some glorious times. Um, Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, imagine... Okay, today. Who's the Arnold Schwarzenegger today? Right now. Rock. Drain the Rock Johnson. Yes. Okay, exactly. <laughs> Only he's arguably more popular. And more big. More bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like... Imagine if today... Somebody made a movie about like somebody even tried to pitch a movie where they were like, it's the rock and he's like a scientist and they would be like, let me stop you right there. Probably not continue. And then they're like, and then he gets pregnant and they would be like, get the fuck out of my office. Like, How on earth did this shit get cleared back in the day? Oh, cocaine. I guess maybe there was a point where they thought they were just running out of movies so they were just green lighting any new idea because they were like, we're probably getting close to the end. Hey, I, I, I think you're just talking about Netflix right now. Um, but no, um, I would say you'd have to pick somebody who's like, you know, I mean, they're this movie's like an escape movie, but they're actually trying to break into something. So it's like, you know, it's like an opposite, an opposite escape. Yeah, opposite mm-hmm. of escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need somebody who's pretty much a badass. Maybe has a that would mullet. help. Yeah, great mullet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Now that's oh. Sean. Now Sean, that's an interesting choice. Yeah, um, I don't know. Just you know, just felt right to me. It would. Uh, it would be good. It'd be but, really out of his um, wheelhouse. Like to take the answer seriously. Like, have we ever yeah. seen Kurt Russell play, like, a nerdy, neurotic kind of character? Um, no, he's normally, like, a suave, kind of swashbuckling, you know, handsome I'm, guy. Uh, I mean, he'd be an awesome recast for the Sean Connery role. Like, if they were going to... Re- especially and, now. Yeah, Kurt Russell, as he is now, if they just remade this movie today, he Fuck would be fucking... Yeah. He'd be stone-cold killer in that role. God, yeah. he is good in everything. Jesus. He could like have the long hair and like a crazy beard. And then that, after they get the haircut, he just has the crazy beard. 
<laughs> um, Nobody touches my beard. But uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I guess like maybe like Hugh Jackman, maybe like as uh, as you know Alcatraz. Hugh Jackman as the island of Alcatraz. Like you know how they always say like New York is a character in this movie. In this Alcatraz, movie, Alcatraz is, is a character, and it's played by Kurt Russell or Hugh Jackman. Or Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Or all three. We took that like, kind of we took that kind of centipeded together. <laughs> um so round table it. Do you guys recommend this movie? I fucking do. Hell yeah. Hell totally. yeah. This movie's dumb and fun. Agreed. Yeah, maybe watch it faster if your video player has a way to speed it up. Just try and like watch <laughs> yeah. it at, like one point ten. Or one point one point one. <laughs> yeah, one point one is is just about would be just about perfect for this, I think. Shave about ten minutes, fifteen minutes off. Yeah, trim it down to a nice tight two hours, and you you'll you'll be in for a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you'll get it. Uh, well, I think that about does it for us this week. Um, tune in next week when we I don't think we've decided on the film that we're going to be watching no. next week. Well, we were going to do the Sorcerer's Apprentice. That's correct. That's yeah, we we're we're going to do the Sorcerer's Apprentice next week. Uh, a film in which Nick Cage plays a wizard. Well, a sorcerer, Yay. I guess. Yeah, yeah it is different. Wizards he doesn't have to different. memorize off the spell list. That's true, yeah. yeah. He doesn't have to prepare daily spells. Well, um, thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. He's a, he's a sorcerer. Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again. <laughs>